This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, June 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Dairy enrollment launches. Fears over pesticide impact from China tariffs. And Trump slashing advisory panels. Enrollment boost expected as new dairy program launches. Today marks the first big program rollout for the 2018 Farm Bill. Enrollment starts today for the Dairy Margin Coverage Program and will continue through September 20th. In an interview with Acropulse's Ben Newell, Farm Service Agency Administrator Richard Fordyce indicated he expects a significant increase in enrollment over the Margin Protection Program that the DMC replaces. About 21,000 of the 41,000 U.S. dairy farms were enrolled in MPP last year. Fordyce thinks many larger producers who didn't sign up for MPP will enroll in DMC. At the new 950 per hundred weight coverage level, producers are assured of receiving far more in payments than they'll have to pay in premiums. Fordyce said we'll see additional producers, some larger producers, come into DMC. Now keep in mind, one indication of the potential interest in DMC is the number of MPP participants who have asked for cash refunds. So far, the number is about a thousand, according to Fordyce. Under the 2018 Farm Bill, producers have two options for claiming MPP refunds. They can get 50% of their MPB premiums in cash, or they can get a 75% refund if they sign up for DMC and use the refund toward their new premiums. So what's next? Well, Fordyce says FSA is on track to allow grain, cotton, and oilseed producers to make election for the price loss coverage and agriculture risk coverage program September 1. The vast majority of producers are expected to sign up for PLC. And don't miss this week's AgriPulse open mic interview with John Newton, chief economist of the American Farm Bureau Federation. He talks about dairy policy, the farm economy, federal bankruptcy reform, and other issues. EU to gradually increase beef imports from U.S. It's been 20 years since the U.S. won a World Trade Organization case against the EU's ban on hormone-treated beef, and the EU subsequently refused to abide by the ruling. Well, that hasn't changed, but the EU did finally agree to ensure the U.S. gets a major share of its tariff rate quota for non-hormone beef. The EU announced Friday an agreement to annually give the U.S. 35,000 metric tons of its annual 45,000-ton tariff rate quota for beef, under which exporters avoid that 20% European tariff. It'll likely be months, though, before the TRQ change is finalized and will take seven years to phase in completely. The EU Commission said after months of talks with the U.S. American negotiators threatening to hit Europe with a retaliation to its 20-year-old refusal to abide by the original WTO decision. No trade disruption from unauthorized GE wheat. Discoveries of unauthorized biotech wheat growing in U.S. fields where it shouldn't be found are always concerning, especially to foreign buyers. But so far, there have been no cancellations of imports due to the latest detection that USDA announced a little more than a week ago. In the current situation, there is no trade disruption, and we do not anticipate there will be any disruption. That according to a spokesman for the U.S. Wheat Associate speaking with AgriPulse. There is no genetically engineered wheat approved for the market. Deadline to set for China reforms. 
The World Trade Organization's dispute settlement body is set to meet a week from today, June 24th, to settle the deadline for China to properly implement the tariff rate quotas for wheat, rice, and corn, as it promised to do 18 years ago when the country joined the WTO. The WTO ruled in April that China has failed to live up to pledges to buy billions of dollars of wheat, rice, and corn through TRQs, handing the U.S. another international victory. Pesticide makers fight tariffs. U.S. Trade Representative's office opens public hearings today on President Donald Trump's plan to impose tariffs on an additional $300 million in imports of Chinese products. The hearings will continue through the week, and industry witnesses will include Chris Novak, president and CEO of CropLife America, as well as representatives of seafood importers. Novak said in a statement that manufacturers rely heavily on China for many of the ingredients needed to make the pesticides that farmers need. Novak said if these tariffs go into effect, the resulting price increases will affect farmers who are already suffering from adverse weather, poor markets, and an ailing farm economy. And it continues, the burden of these tariffs will fall disproportionately on the shoulders of American farmers, businesses, and consumers without truly advancing the cause of free and fair trade. FDA reviewing CBD pathways. The Food and Drug Administration is looking for regulatory pathways to allow the marketing of food containing cannabidol, commonly known as CBD. Two high-ranking FDA officials wrote in a web post on Friday. The post comes as lawmakers are preparing to debate a fiscal 2020 spending bill for FDA on the House floor this week. Principal Deputy Commissioner Amy Abernathy and Principal Associate Commissioner for Policy Lowell Schiller said there are many unanswered questions about the science, safety, and quality with many of the products now on the market containing CBD. We recognize that there is a substantial public interest in marketing and accessing CBD in food, including dietary supplements, they said in their piece. The agency is considering extending the July 2nd deadline to submit comments to FDA. USDA moves to ease SNAP requirements. USDA is briefly reopening the public comment period on a controversial proposal to loosen retailer stocking requirements that the Obama administration tried to impose on small retailers to accept SNAP benefits. The Trump administration's proposal would give stores more flexibility in the products they have to offer. Among other things, spray cheese could count as a dairy product and beef jerky could toward meat requirements. Other proposals would allow full-fat and reduced-fat milk to count as two distinct items in meeting the requirements for seven dairy products. Some convenience store chains have applauded the proposal, but USDA also has received comments opposed to the changes from people identifying themselves as physicians. USDA is fielding additional comments through this Thursday. Trump orders slashing of advisory committees. Late Friday, President Trump ordered departments and agencies to get rid of at least one-third of their advisory boards or committees. At USDA, that could mean eliminating at least 12 boards and committees. USDA's 35 committees include the National Organic Standards Board, the National Advisory Committee on Microbiological Criteria for Foods, 
the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee, and more obscure panels like the Black Hills National Forest Advisory Board and the Agriculture Technical Advisory Committee for Trade in Grain, Feed, and Oil Seeds. Well, here's today's He Said It. I know times are tough, but this program is going to provide some real help. That House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota on the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. Well, that is Daybreak for this Monday, June 17th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.